This is Front Runner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 19th of February 2021. Presented to you this week by Nigel Dring. I'm a senior farm trader based in Lincolnshire. So let's start with wheat. A period of extreme cold has affected the primary US winter wheat producing states in recent days. Temperatures nearing record lows of between minus 15 and minus 20 have been recorded as far south as Texas. And concerns that wheat crops will be subject to winter kill has triggered volatile trading in Chicago Board of Trade wheat futures. Prices rallied to their highest since the end of January as the chief meteorologist of the United States Department of Agriculture suggested crops in Texas and Oklahoma had been lost to severe cold. This week, at its annual Outlook Forum, the USDA said that it expects to see a record combined area of US corn and soybeans of 182 million acres. US farmers, encouraged by seven and a half year high prices, will increase their corn planted area to 92 million acres this spring compared to 90.8 million acres last year. The US is the world's leading corn exporter and this season will see its shipments rising by 21 million tonnes on the previous year to 66 million tonnes. This is helping to meet increasing demand to China where corn imports will rise to 24 million tonnes which is over 17 million tonnes up on the year. The USDA sees the US wheat area to rising from 44.3 million acres last year to 45 million acres this year. Until this year, Australian farmers had endured three consecutive seasons of extreme drought and, as a result, poor wheat yields and low production. However, this season's wheat harvest will be a record after heavy rains triggered by La Nina weather system benefited the country's key wheat producing regions, boosting yields. The Australian Bureau of Agricultural and Resource Economics and Sciences said this week that the country's wheat production will be a record high of 33.34 million tonnes. This is above the previous record set in 2016-17 season of 31.18 million tonnes. Last week, in its World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report, the USDA put Australian wheat production at 30 million tonnes and will therefore have some adjustments to make in March. The USDA sees Australia exporting 20 million tonnes of wheat during 2020 to 2021, compared to just 9 million tonnes during each of the two previous seasons. It is ideal timing to have a bumper crop to ship with wheat prices at seven-year highs. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. It appears that maize and wheat prices will end the week on a firm note in the USA. South America and Russia due to bad weather related issues, while barley values in the UK have stayed stagnant this week. A combination of strengthening sterling 
increasing sea freight costs and lack of European demand have matched the bullish features elsewhere in the world. Barley remains cheap against wheat and corn in the export ports and domestically, but probably need more demand from feed compounders locally and in the EU to get things moving again. It's predicted that sterling will get stronger over the next few months, which may take the edge off values as the UK still needs to export around 200,000 tonnes to balance the supply and demand situation of crop 2020. Cold weather, half-term holidays in the EU and spring sowings yet to begin have meant barley prices for new crop outside of the harvest position are holding up well. Domestic interest is the prop to prices as UK export customers in Spain, Portugal and Ireland are not interested at these levels, leaving harvest prices lagging behind autumn ones. With the prediction of an exportable surplus of 1 million tonnes, something has to change here eventually. Barley's discount to wheat has returned to levels closer to the long-term average of between £12 and £17 a tonne. The precise discount is now dependent on location. While soil is still wet and cold at the moment, it looks like dry weather is set to arrive next week. Some sowing was completed on light land when the frost was in the ground earlier in the month, even though the spring barley area will retreat by 30% to 750,000 hectares, this area is still relatively quite high compared to averages historically, with the good return to pre-COVID levels of beer consumption a long-term target, growers should be thinking about their marketing strategies for the 2021 crop. Frontier has a range of minimum to maximum premium barley contracts, offering a two-step process of pricing a grower's malting variety. So do contact your local farm trader to find out more. Let's now take a look at the oilseed rate market. After last week's sell-off triggered by a seemingly bearish USDA report, rapeseed prices have recovered strongly this week with domestic levels gaining £15 a tonne at one stage before stronger sterling pushed levels lower. This was all achieved without the usual impetus provided by Chinese buying over the Chinese New Year and it will be interesting to see what impact China's return to work have on the markets. South American weather remains unhelpful with a lack of rain in Argentina, uh, reducing crop expectations and too much rain further north hampering the Brazilian soybean harvest. In turn, this is preventing supply channels switching away from the US. EU rapeseed markets continue to be tight. Domestic oil demand in the 2020-21 season for both food and biofuel use has held up more strongly than was seen in the lockdown last spring and recent sales of rapeseed oil to China have also supported crush volumes. We are likely to see 23.5 million tonnes of seed crushed in the EU28 countries in the 2020-21 season 
which is about 1.5 million tonnes below the volume seen pre-pandemic, but still higher than most traders were forecasting a few months ago. With EU stocks and output both lower this season, the block is on course to import a total of 6.77 million tonnes, which is 40% up on the average levels over the previous four years. This all suggests an even lower EU stock level going into the 2021-22 campaign, which will be counterbalanced by slightly higher production, leaving the overall supply position close to unchanged on the new crop. If demand returns to pre-pandemic levels, this will lead to a higher import requirement with particular emphasis on the early part of the season before Australian supplies become available early in 2022. With supply stagnant at best in the EU and Black Sea regions, much reliance will be placed on Canada to satisfy any excess demand. The global stocks to use ratio for rapeseed and canola is expected to drop to a perilously low level of 9% at the end of the season, suggesting that the 2021-22 season is well set to be a seller's market. Now let's have a quick summary of the pulses market. The old crop bean market certainly seems to be peaking, especially in the east where there are still plentiful supplies left unsold and limited export demand due to rising sterling values, which reduces UK competitiveness. It's a different story in the West where consumer demand is still strong, especially for the summer months. However, to achieve best values, old crop holders will need to carry through to May and June. Old crop premium markets are still very elusive with the ongoing wave of shipments arriving in Egypt from Australian produce coming to depress values. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. Global urea values are largely unchanged from last week at $380 per tonne freight on board into Europe. However, further Indian tenders in addition to production issues in North America will keep pricing high for the next few weeks at least. On Tuesday, UK ammonium nitrate prices increased a further £5 per tonne for February and nitrogen sulphur grades have firmed on the back of this. Growers are advised to consider crop nutrition demand as areas of the UK have had high levels of excess winter rainfall, which will have caused an increase in leaching of nitrates and sulphates. In some areas, this has been equal to or greater than what was experienced in autumn 2019 to spring 2020. Weather issues across Europe have led to a slowdown in supplies of potash and phosphate into UK ports. As a consequence, deliveries onto farm have slowed. It remains the case that further strengthening in potash and phosphate prices is yet to come, and we will see these increases affecting straights and blend prices over the coming weeks. Growers should buy now to avoid further price rises. 
This was Front Runner for week ending Friday, the 19th of February. If you'd like advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the MyFarm farm management platform. Thank you and have a good weekend.